Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health. And I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast. So please get in touch with us via Manon Inverclyde on social media. Um, You'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email, just type in support at manoninverclyde.com. Our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'll be your host this fine Sunday evening. Um, apologies for the delay, everybody. Obviously, we thought to fit in that uh, we delayed a few minutes initially um, to allow everybody to mark, um, you know, mark the passing of Queen Elizabeth with a minute silence um, observed in the UK at 8pm. So we, we delayed it to join in with that. And then there was a further delay with slight technical issues um, as is Gallant Few standard, but we're here now, and what a time, <laughs> David Pollock pointing fingers at himself, um, what a time it be a Rangers fan, I suppose, because it's international break, and we don't need to worry about proper football for two weeks, I'm not usually a fan of these, but it's came at a good time, here to join me on um, quite an interesting weekend, uh, we can say for Scottish football, first of all, David Tomlinson, David, how are you? Yeah, great. Quite quite in a laughing mood now <laughs> with Davy there. But um no great. Uh jumping uh jump with yeah, with joy for the result, for well the result, not the performance yet. But and I axe was today, so I'm quite happy with that as well. You've wrote it in for this Ajax mob, haven't you? <laughs> Don't like them. <laughs> and also joining me, um the the master of um, last-minute wardrobe changes, David Pollock. How are you, mate? Uh, a wee bit better now, Con. Thank you for the, the help there. I was uh, Obviously, I'm a bit of a technophobe. You know, matters technology. I need led by the hand, so thankfully uh, I got a wee bit of assistance. But uh, we're there. Thank God. <laughs> no, always happy to help, my man. Always happy to help. And... Um, hello to all the listeners watching as well on YouTube, Twitter and Facebook. As always, um, get your comments in, questions in, um, find us a curveball or two and we'll chat away um, and get, give, our, give our points as, as well as we can. So, Davey, I've got a... Uh, come, sorry, you're both called Davey. I don't... Davey T. Um, see, it, this is how much a, a delay by 10 minutes can throw me, you know what I mean? I, I've been up since seven waiting to go live tonight, and here we are. <laughs> um, so, David, we'll start with your thoughts on on yesterday's game. Um, there's quite a lot to uncover uh, through, from yesterday and today and how this leaves us going into the, the kind of second quarter of the season. But initially, yesterday, like, what, what's your... What's your initial thoughts? I know it wasn't a great performance, but three points was very well needed. Um, yeah, no. Uh, we started off really good. I thought the first, uh, what was it, 20 minutes, thought, oh, we're, we're going to run over them. And then, uh, no, Kent missed a sitter. Arfield missed a sitter. Uh, and then you started thinking, no, is this going to be one of these days again? And then uh, a brilliant, brilliant run by by Tavernier, uh, and a pass into to to Cholik, and uh, he 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 rattled into the back of the net. So we were all all 
good at that because we were still playing quite well at that time. And I, I mean, I, even at the beginning, I thought Jack was really good. Uh, no, and I was quite, I was happy. Obviously, I've been pushing for McCann to get a start, so I was happy that he got a start. And I think he, I think he showed that he should at least be in the in the 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 the, the, the sights of the team because uh, he's not any worse than anybody else that, that was on the park. So no, it was, um, and uh, it was, it was uh, yeah, a, a game of really two 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 parts that, that, that we, we we were in the in the position to walk over them, or we looked like we were going to walk over them. And then all of a sudden it just seemed to change. And then uh, I don't know whether the confidence got broken. And they brought on a substitute up front, I think. And uh, that sort of changed the game as well because the, the, the big boy that came on, he, uh, he he got them moving forward and got them quite good. And it was a, a large part of the goal that they scored. So that's a, a, really a game of two sort of a pieces. One where we looked as if we had plenty of confidence, and the other part we looked as if we were lacking confidence. So that was my sort of a thoughts on it. Aye, uh, Davy P, what's your thoughts on the game overall? Because I think, I think yeah, the other Davy hits in a few really good points, and um, I, I don't know, like I'm not going, to, I'm not going to say we played well yesterday, we, we didn't, but we were well enough to win. We were still the better team, and the guy next to me actually said. The crowd's a lot jump a lot more jumpier than what we've seen in a while. Um as a as if we were maybe stuck in the emotion yesterday and it felt terrible at the time, or was it just terrible? I think the the atmosphere in the ground yesterday was uh, was a bit strange in that I think the Ranger support had turned up and decided that we're mad as hell and we ain't taking it anymore. You know, so we were Definitely on a on a short fuse yesterday, you know, very unforgiving. There was uh, no happy clappy stuff yesterday, and as David said, you know, we 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 started off quite well. You know, we're making chances. Arfield could have had a hat trick in the first half. Uh, you know, so we we were making chances, but you know, the I think the groans and the grumps and all that eventually got to some of the players. You know, they and it just seemed to be that. It became the the low risk ball rather than you know take a chance, take a gamble. But uh, and, and that went on. You know, I thought the second goal might have settled things down, and but uh, it didn't really. Uh, and of course, once they scored, you know, it's uh, that's when your your arse starts making buttons because everyone in the ground realizes we can't afford to blow this. You know, nothing other than a win. I think there had been lynchings at full time had they uh, popped in an equaliser. It was it was that sort of atmosphere. And obviously we, we saw it out, but uh, it, it wasn't pretty. Set, second half certainly wasn't. Uh, we just seemed to, I don't know, almost go in on ourselves. It was uh, in pace and it was it was just do the do the easy thing, do the simple thing, don't take any chances, It's as long as it's no you that's uh, that's hit for it, you know. So, no, we, uh, it, it, not my most memorable day, but the, as I said, it was a, a really strange atmosphere because the, the Rangers fans were definitely in a short fuse. The boy who sits next to me in the club deck, I think he, he set a new record for, for his, that's terrible Rangers, you know, when he, he starts frothing at the mouth, you know. So what I should do is mark them off and, you know, five bar gate them, you know, because I, I think we were into double figures yesterday for that's terrible Rangers. But I, I mean, on the whole, you know, I was uh, glad to get see the win. You know, it's, I think as, as Chris pointed out earlier in the chat, you know, would every week if we won 2-1, you know, with, with that, we we would probably take it because that'll get us home. Is winning is the most important thing, you know. And as we found out today, this is very much a results-driven business. So the, the the context of our win yesterday changes utterly, you know, with today's events. You know, and now here we're going into the international break. We're now only two points behind. So there's a few heads coming out of the oven tonight because uh, you know we're well in this. And I and I've gone from yesterday, you know. And, after the match, being a, a wee bit doom and gloom, to uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking my cue from you, Colin, that we're we're going to win this. So uh, the whole the the mood certainly lightened, and, and the, the the result is a lot better this afternoon than it was yesterday afternoon, if I can put it that way. So yeah, 
we'll take wins any day at Ibrox. But obviously, the way we do it is, is important. Chaps, and then wins, yes, but the to put on is. It's a really good point. I'm only 17. Look at the fucking state of me. You know what I mean? Um, that's just for the last couple of years watching Rangers. Um, David T, I want to touch on the manager. I want to get both your, your takes on the manager. No choice for yesterday, um, but probably for the last week. I think after the the calamity we've seen um, at Parkhead and in Amsterdam, we, we were really concerned about Gio's A, Ability to inspire the players and be his willingness or tactical nuance or whatever you want to call it. Basically, his decision making when it comes to how we're setting up. So, David T, I think credit where credit's due. We've seen him change his shape completely in Napoli and we've seen him freshen it up yesterday with some more players coming in. Antonio Cholak coming back in for Morelos, great two goals. Charlie McCann and Leon Kine. I'm not going to say they were amazing, but certainly fine, fine performances um, and added a wee bit of life into the team. So I think he does need credit for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but let's face it, the the, the performance against Ajax uh, in, in Amsterdam was absolutely terrible. And some somebody was on, I think it was follow follow, the, 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 they said you would need to get somebody else, a, a new foreign uh Person for the, because I get the Dutch, uh, the Dutch, the Ajax were a good team instead when I called them a bad team. Well, I mean they get beat today again. They, they get they, they get beat in Liverpool, so they're, they're they're not a great team. Let's face it, but we just didn't show up against them. We didn't. We didn't. We hardly kicked the ball against them. And then the game against Napoli, he got he got that better. He really did. He, we came out and we looked up for a fight then. And that's, I mean, just what we've always said, up until the man gets sent off in Napoli, uh, against Napoli, um, we were, were well up there and a good chance of winning at that time. So then he came in yesterday and he's brought in new faces. He brought in McCann, which we, we, I didn't expect, to be honest with you. I, think, I thought he'd sort of lost him. And yeah, and, and King got a start. I don't know whether that was because Sands needed a rest or whether he just thinks Sands has been not doing so good the last time. But um yeah, I I hope I, I would like to see him going one further and, and probably trying Morelos and uh Koj, I was gonna say Kojak there, Kojak <laughs> together. Uh I'd I'd love to see them I'd love to see them coming in together. And I know, I know everybody's crazy in John Lundstrom. I've said this year before we come on the show. I really think he's a cart horse. I, I just would love to see Sands move into the midfield and Lundstrom move away. Lundstrom's great when he's plenty of time and he looks as if he'll spray the ball about everywhere, but it's mostly side balls to, to the to the side or to the hardly ever a ball forward, and he, he just looks brilliant. And then, as soon as he's under pressure, he looks. He looks a bit. Yeah, he's carrying a caravan. So that that's my thoughts. And I know, I know, I know that a lot of people will not agree with me with that. But that's just the way I think about it. And so I hope that's the next change that he makes that he they bring in that we bring in a player. And it's the same with, with, with Jack as well. Really, I mean, Jack was brilliant for the first 10, 15 minutes yesterday, and then uh, then he's sort of a. Fell away, started started being slow again, and yeah, we fell into the. I mean, we've we've got really, I mean, Jack and uh, Lundstrom and Davis, and mostly the same sort of player. That the, there's there's no the, and there's no speed in them. Dave Davis uh, covers it because he's got such a, a insight of the game, and he actually knows what's going to happen before it happens. But. Um, we we just need more speed in the midfield, and and McCann was a wee bit for more forward thinking. But as I say, I would like to like to see uh, Alfie getting a game in the number ten position, maybe and look see what he can do there. David Park, um, yeah, uh, your European counterpart touches a good few points there, and um, in terms of sitting with Gio, I think he is. I think we are maybe limited in terms of the options we have in midfield, which can inject pace. 
because I do think he, I do think that's a, a good point that once them and Jack together, um, and I know folk in the folk in the comments are saying that Lansom may be carrying an ox still. Um, I don't know him. Yeah, I don't know how much a knockout could be, but I think um, we definitely do need a bit of pace in the midfield. But for me, sticking with kind of Gio's decisions, I think the big worry was he, he, it felt as if he was refusing to change it, especially going with the same lineup and the same tactics back to back for Parkhead and Amsterdam. But I think we've seen enough of a change over the last week. It's almost the Gio of last season where he got so much credit for being able to change it game to game and even in game. Yeah, and I think well, the personnel are important, Colin, but I think that the way that they play and, and the attitude that they play with is, is also very important. Uh, and and I th- we started off quite well, you know, and, and we were going at them in pace and there was runners. But I think, the I think as, as I said before, you know, I think the atmosphere in the ground had uh, dictated to a large extent some of the, the, the play that we played <clears throat> because there were players, you know, who taken the ball in midfield, with her, you know, facing you know our own goal, who rather than you know attempt to turn it and keep the the thing moving up the pitch, elected to just play it back. And there were a couple of occasions, and Charlie McCann was one of these where would he get caught in midfield, and they were immediately onto us, and they were in the they were in our box in about three passes from from taking the possession from him in midfield. So I think that all just led to, you know, low risk here. I'm not being the guy. I'm not being the fall guy. So when I get the ball, I just need to make sure that I play it to another blue jersey. So, you know, the, the, the wee turns in midfield, which uh, helps us get us up the park, you know, which we saw kind of pre-season, uh, that started to fall out of our game yesterday. We, we started to be a bit more conservative. So I think maybe Gio has to, they, they have to be a bit more in confidence. You know, there is, it's so important in any team. But you could you could see that yesterday, and, and I thought the the atmosphere in the grounds, the, the Rangers support were very unforgiving. They were not in the mood to take uh, any shite. So that all kind of led to us, you know, getting more and more withdrawn. As, as the, and then we ended up painting ourselves into a bit of a corner, which ultimately didn't cost us. But uh, hopefully, I think we we need to. I, I think today's result, you know, and I know. We had nothing to do with us, and we we would no played no part in it. But I think that should give us a huge lift, eh? Because we're still in this, you know, reset over this uh, international break. Let's get uh, some of the work done in the training ground. Hopefully, some players back, you know, in terms of fitness, and and Geo, you know, continues to explore the best options for us. Because I think, as Dave has said, you know, Morelos and and Cholak up front certainly worth a crack for me. Because again, we'd we'd Ryan Kane, who's who, who was probably the epitome of a lack of confidence yesterday, you know, in his contribution. So maybe we should just mix things up a wee bit, because then you know when we uh, spoke on Thursday and, and I predicted, you know, seventy percent possession and a two 0 victory, and we'd sixty six percent possession and a two one victory. So you can see this was coming, but it was just good to get over that hurdle. We got the win. Thank God, three points, and uh, let's do the work in the training ground because there's there's no quick fix here. We just need to uh, get the players on the getting doing things that because they are good players. We have a good squad. I think we just need to uh, believe in ourselves just a wee bit more, and 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 I include the support in that. So, is that I think I think there's. I I think there's maybe a sense of realism has to hit today as well because I. And we are not the only support um, in the modern age, I guess, but the football fans were very guilty of letting ourselves get too high when it doesn't merit it and get too low when it doesn't merit it. I mean, think back to last season when we beat Real Madrid. Um, you know, we were... Cristobal releasing um, 56 badges already, you know what I mean, um, when we beat Real Madrid in the friendly. And this season, well, there is much that... Um, has to be improved on. We can't get away from that. It's almost you've heard time and time again that you know even if we do improve, we're not going to improve enough to get to Celtic's level because we're the only ones that got to take points off of them. Well, that's um, that throws that argument out the window today. Sorry, that but that theory's just gone bang. 
Aye, aye. Because, um, they are doable, they, they, you know, because if, and which I suppose kind of, I mean, gives us hope. I think it gives us a, you know, food for thought at least, mm-hmm. you know, because I think we we can go after them. We showed them the Scottish Cup semi final. We've shown it games at Ibrox. We can go after them. Then this is a, it's my confidence has been renewed. I'm, I'm, got a wee rush today because I was yesterday after the game. You know, thinking, gosh, if we take that level of performance and for the rest of the season, but you know, we've got the international break. Let's take the time, let's renew our pledges, and we go again. You know, so it ain't over till it's over. So let's go. You know what's worrying, no, Colin uh, and David. Uh, the we brought in seven players at the, at the at the the break, and not one of them played yesterday. And that, I think that that's really. I mean, what 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 is, what is this? What what's wrong? What's what, What's wrong with them? I mean, well, I mean, obviously we've seen them and they're not that brilliant. But is, is it a lack of confidence in them, or are they just not good players? But I mean, it's, it's, it says something when you've got to be bringing seven players and not one of them playing. And Davies, he's been he's been sitting in the bench now for the last two or three games, so it's it's not that he's he's still injured. So that that's really a worrying thing. And why is Gio not picking them? Why is he? It, 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 why did we bring them in if we're not going to play them? And I know I understand some of them are young and 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 they're all 21, 22. but um, it's really, really, really worrying that the the spent all that money. Davy, um, and like I know we brought on seven players, two of them did play. Um, Joe Lack started and Tillman came on, but yeah, sorry, I think that sense of realism, and I'm not saying what. I'm not saying what point of view is right or wrong right now, but the start of the season, folk were, folk were saying buy Tillman now because if we don't if we don't buy him within the first couple of months, we're going to lose our chance. He's that good. We need him. Now, <laughs> now there's people saying that we we need to cut the loan off early. So it's that. Um, it's just a massive pendulum we swing with um, as football fans. And I think sometimes the balance is in the middle. And it's, it is only September. This is a... A long, long season ahead is Chick Sharp mentioned in the comments as well that we played 65 games last season. Um, Davey, I know you're not a massive fan of John Lundstrom, but the, the general consensus was he was a bit, one of our best players the last six months last season and it, it didn't kick into form until January. So I don't, uh, I'm not quite willing to write off all the, um, all the signings just yet. But I think the the big worry for me is why they're not up to speed yet. I think that is a fair concern. And if it's because oh, they didn't come in till X, Y and Z point, we knew the challenges we were going to have this season. They should have been brought in earlier. But I think aye, this is Geo has to work with what he has now. Yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, Davies, uh, what was it? It cost four million and he's, he's not kicked the ball yet. And, and we're how many games in? It's, it's really... Uh... It's it's really quite worrying mm-hmm. because especially especially when when I mean okay we brought in King and King for me is 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 a, is a good player but I mean it's worrying when you bring in a player for four million and then you're playing somebody out the the B team really but well, it's not now but but it's just just out the B team uh for to 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 fill the gap and 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 you've got a man for four that cost four million sitting there I, I just don't understand that i don't know whether it's wasted money or because we could have brought king up anyway and saved himself four million in my eyes hi and i think um i, I think jack there mentioned sorry Jack, I may as well get you on the on the fucking podcast i'm just recycling all the points you're making uh, context <laughs> as well Davy P, um, back to that kind of where we are the now. So the first quarter of the season is when how it's went. I say quarter, but you always kind of taking international breaks, and this is the first breaking point. This is a chance for some proper proper time to settle in the training ground because we we have had we've had to come through four European qualifying games. We've been midweek most of, playing midweek most of the season um, so far. This is this is a real chance to reset, even allow some, some more players to get more intense training, maybe like Morelos and stuff get up to speed. Some others into the mode of the tactics. 
maybe some others a break. Like Ryan Kent just looks like he needs two weeks in Dubai and just away. But maybe no Dubai. We've got history there. But two weeks in a week somewhere, I think he just needs a rest. Um, I think this international break really has came at the right time. Yeah, I think it's important that the club, you know, and I'm sure I'm not going to tell Gio his job and, and his backroom staff because I'm sure they, they know what they're doing. But I would have thought this would be a kind of time to kind of reflect, you know, and review how things have gone so far. What's worked? What hasn't worked? What can we do better? You know, where can things improve? So I'm, I'm hoping that, that they, they will be spending some time, you know, having a look at how these games have gone not and not look at one game in isolation, you know, so over the piece. We, we Yesterday, in terms of the chances created, you know, we had lots of chances to score. We just uh, blew them all, you know, and we didn't really work their keeper, who I thought was decidedly dodgy. So, but we just kept uh, banging them wide and between Arfield and uh, and McCann, you know, we, we, we had a few and a couple of shots. I mean, Ryan Kent had a, a couple on target, but uh, it, it just smacked of lack of confidence for me. The guys looked in. I think you know, is the is the because the crowd were such on such a were on the edge for most of the game, and I think they were feeding off of that. And I was, I occurred to me at half time. I thought, thank God we scored in eight minutes because this would be a whole different atmosphere if we'd have got to uh, half time and it was nil nil. Because I think the second half would have been a, a real long haul because uh, I think they started to believe, you know, and, and we we should have a look at you know the level of opposition we're playing. Dundee United are, are no world beaters, you know, so we sh- we should be uh, putting them to bed with a bit to spare. We kind of made a, a bit of a drama out of it yesterday, but we got the win. That was uh, important. So let's take the time, review, reset, find out what works, what doesn't, what can we improve on. I'm sure the guys will be doing all that. One thing I'd like to improve on, Demi Tomlinson, is this team's ability to choose put the foot on the throat of jobbers like Dundee United and kill the games off early. I think we need to be much more clinical in front of goal. And I think we've seen that time and time again yesterday. Um, I dare say a team running full of confidence or maybe more confident with the one-touch sites or whatever, but I think um, Scott Arfield missed a couple of good chances. Charlie McCann, Fair dues, it's his first league game, first um, full 90 minutes in the league. A couple of times he got into the box and should have been much more clinical. Malik Tillman at the end, we had a good few chances, Davey. Um, I think it's... Antonio Cholak's got to get you 20 old goals in the league at least, but well, the way Rangers play, it does rely on people um, chipping in for goals everywhere. Um, I think we do need to be much more clinical. Yeah, well, if you take it that uh, Kent missed one, Arfield missed uh, one, uh, one sitter. I, I, I mean, it was, was total sitter that he missed. Um, and we've really had, and if you if you count the the Tillman one, I think we had four four really sitters yesterday. And then if you count back to to Alfie's miss against uh, Napoli, then. Uh, then uh, we've missed five sitters in the last couple of games that that should have been goals. And and then you, if you look at other teams, they get one chance with Dundee United. Yesterday they had one chance and, and, they, and they score with it. And that's not the first game that's happened to us as well. So, no, it's, it's, we definitely need to be clinical. I mean, but, I mean I'd, I've, for, for years and years, I've always, if you, if you look at a Rangers team, they always seem to get to four and then take the if, if we do win from before, and then then take their foot off the off the accelerator. We always seem to think, oh, four's enough, and that's not just this Rangers team. That, that's years and years and years. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a, a Rangers team really going at it to the to the last ninety minutes, even if we've been winning four five nil. And but that's just a sort of a way it is. But as you say, we're not we're not clinical. We we, we really need to. To get there, and why that is, I don't know. Although Cholak was pretty clinical yesterday, but we need it coming from others. I mean, Kent scoring three goals a season is uh, is, is is not good. It's not it's not good for a for a, a striker striking partner. And we need to we need to have a look at that. I don't know whether it's he it just seems to lack any confidence. He get he gets stuck out in the wing, which yeah, he seems to stay there. 
He did have one good run through the middle yesterday, uh, which which could have ended in a, a, a goal. But um, no, it's uh, I don't know why why we're not going, why we're not doing that. Obviously, yeah, right. I, I don't know whether he ever will be clinical, but um, although he had a good chance yesterday, a good shot at goal, where um, uh, where uh, McCann came in and, and nearly got got the the the, the, the 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 got his foot to the ball, but uh, no, that's uh, we're, we're just not clinical at the moment. Just as I say, we've five five go five great chances, total sitters in the last five uh, the last two games that that could have. And if we'd have went one up against Napoli, then uh, then it could have been a different game. Teddy Bear is always a joker, right? Is all kinds of wrong. Um, <laughs> that's I enjoyed that one. I love a good pun. Davey P, um, sticking with the uh, sticking with the uh, subject of being clinical, the one man that, that is clinical in this Rangers team and is definitely the most successful signing so far. Um, I think if Tom Lawrence wasn't injured, he might have gave him a run for his money. But Antonio Cholak, big Tony goals. I love the guy. I love him. It's just Ray, Rangers and big shit hot creation cycles go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah, it was good to see. I mean, did you see his run for when Tavernier gets busting down the right wing and, and he gets into the box and he then makes himself available for the pass? You know, it's classic striker stuff. He just shows you that, that, that he is a quality player. And I think if we can provide the boy the service, he will pop them in, no bother. You know, he's going to he may run across the box to, to get the angle for Tav to be able to deliver the pass to him and then he pops it in. And it was also good to see him go over to the Dundee United supporters and give them a, a wee bit of his uh, Aye. wrath. Yeah, the start that he gave us. So no, that was that was good. You'd see the, the players weren't best pleased. And and with the second goal, you know, it's it's a run to the near post. You know, classic super alley stuff. You know, that's uh, all all the trademarks are there. So this boy will score lots of goals. We just need to make sure we supply him with the with the ball. You know, and a lot of the chances and we're driving through the middle. You know, we're up against a bank of five players and then we've got four in midfield. You know, so it's very congested. It's a lot of very tight passes. Sometimes they're getting their toe to it. So I think for Antonio to get the service that's required, we will have to move it up the park just as Tav has shown us the way. You know, with the goal, we need to move it quicker. We need to get up there. And then give him some room in the box. It's exactly what he did. He made the, the run across the box to get in, uh, as he did with both goals. But uh, when the, the service is provided to him, he will make himself available. Get the ball to him. He will pop them in. So, but we need to we, we need to break at pace. You know, when uh, when we get the opportunity. So it's it's about coming all the way from the goalkeeper. You know, when we're collecting balls and then moving it quickly up the park. Three passes. Not not thirty three passes, which is a lot of what yesterday was in the first half, and in the second half, you know, we're we're trying to pick our way through them. You know, looking for we need lots of runners, you need lots of energy for that. And I think as as the game went on, and as I said, people were becoming less willing to take a risk. You know, maybe move out a position, do something, go somewhere where maybe they shouldn't be. And, and the less they did that, the more, the less options became available to us and it all became dead stuffy. So, but yeah, Big Tony's, uh, he's been he's been the, the main success in terms of it, our summer signings because I, I, that guy will score 25, 30 goals if we we can get the service to him. I really liked Rangers' first goal um, for a number of different reasons. A, we're scoring for um, a corner and see they conceding for one. Um, obviously, we broke great for Dundee United's corner. Um, another thing I really liked about the couple of boys in front of me in the Copeland were screaming at James Tavernier for not playing the early ball to the back post, playing it early. And the further and further they went, they were going Toronto. I honestly thought I was really have to call the paramedic. They were going to, you know, have a heart attack. Um, and then when they cut it back and Joe scored after the celebration died down, it was I just as well because he, he he missed his chance with that early pass. And like that's the kind of mood we went in. But mm-hmm. um, David T, uh, I can see like I heard a lot of people yesterday um, around me 
complained that Morelos didn't come on for Cholak in the last 20, 30 minutes when it was 2-1. Um, I'll be honest, I think the way the game was going, when it was 2-1, the game opened up and Dundee United did try and have a go and I thought that suits Cholak down the AT. You know, um, I think kind of playing on the playing on the edge. Um, he's going for his hat-trick. He's confident. Um, I thought it was the right call to keep him on. What did you think? Um, yeah, well, they could have could have kept him on and put Alfie up beside him, of course, and which would have would have uh, given us given us more 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 time. Get if he tried that at two one and it didn't work off, <laughs> he would have been calling for his head. So I understand why he didn't try yesterday. Oh no, I don't know. But yeah, okay, maybe you want to fill your mid midfield, but uh, I mean, you know, if you put the ball up to Alfie, then then the, he's he's going to hold it. Uh, that that's the thing; it gets you up the park. Uh, but um, now one one thing I want to say that Davy says that uh, Joe White went over to the Dundee United fans. What scum for no uh, keeping the, the the minute silence? Just want to want to put that in as well. Absolutely, I'm in a silence. It doesn't matter what team you support; you should still respect it. But um, that, that's out the, that's out the way. But um, no, uh, the the yeah, I, I think I mean it would have been horrible to take him off when he when he's on a hat trick. But obviously, the, the team's more important if he doesn't get the hat trick or not. No, I, I don't know. I think I would have I would have brought on Alfie because I think he needed somebody to hold the ball up more. Then, uh, then, then, and Alfie brings other players into play. I, I would have brought on Alfie to be honest. We have twenty minutes to go when we were two, two, one up. And it's yeah, you, you, when, when you've, when you make a decision, you've got to have confidence in your decision, don't you? So I mean, yeah, if that's the way he wanted to go, or if he thinks Morelos would have been better, then he would have brought him on. So he, obviously, Gio's was content with the way, and maybe it's because he was on a hat trick. Maybe maybe if he hadn't scored, they would have probably uh, subbed him. But um, no, I just, I, yeah, I can see it both ways. But I mean, as I said, no, I don't think you could have kept two of them on. I think that I think that would have I think that would have actually been not very good. But um, I, I would have brought on Morelos and took him off and uh, chose we could. So David, that's that's just probably another example of of not taking the risk. So, you know, if Gio's not confident that they've spent time on the training grounds, you know, kind of planning exactly how this would work with when Alfie would to join Antonio mm-hmm. Cholak up front. So to throw him in there, you know, as a sort of, you know, just right, Alfie, I've, I thought of this two minutes ago. You get yourself stripped and get on that pitch. If they haven't done the work in the training ground, you're taking a chance. You're taking a gamble. This may or may not work. And as Collins already said, had Dundee United equalised yesterday and that game ended up two each, there would have been lynchings, and Gio would have probably been first on the bar, you know. So it, it, he's not going to take that chance. He's we're two one up here. Did you know take a punt and put uh, Morelos on there, and, and, and it may work, it may not work. I'm not doing it. So until he's confident that we've got we've got something which is known in advance, we've spent the time in the training ground. If this is our attacking combination, this is how I want it to play out. So. It would have just smacked of desperation had they lumped Morelos in there without, you know, as, as you know, have not planned, you know, that eventuality at some point. I mean, and you could make the argument perhaps he should have, but I don't think he was ever going to uh, take a punt on that one. You know, at two one, twenty minutes to go, and Ibrox, you know, which is uh, which we're on the edge here, and no, that would have been suicide had that gone wrong. That would have been the end of him had that gone wrong. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Gio. Uh, I mean, he's old school Dutch, isn't he? So it'll not it'll take a hell of a lot to to get him to move from four three three. And I know he sort of a tries to put five uh, uh, three 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 five two uh, at times, but um, he's, he's old school and he's going he's going to stick to the the four three three. I think for the for the most of it. And I don't, I don't mind that. But players have got to be flexible, you know. I, I mean, the four three three is a good way, good way to play football. But you've got to be. I mean, if you're going to have Wright stuck out in one wing and Kent stuck out in the other wing, it may, it leaves a heck of a lot of room in between. And especially when, as soon as you bring on Wright, for me, uh, sticking out, sticking out in the right wing, then it cuts off Tavs. 
route to 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 get forward, and that that's sort of something that sort. Of, I don't. I, that's things that. I mean, if Wright comes in and he plays more central, and so Tav can get get down the, the outside, then then I can understand it. But um, that that's. I just think there's so much that more that they could do with this team to 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 get us playing better. And yeah, hopefully, Geo thinks about it and gets it done. That's a lovely, lovely segue into this international break then, David T. Um, two weeks, it's, I, I think it's, it, I think we're going into this international break and probably the best possible frame of mind we could have done after the how the last um, few days have went. We didn't expect that result today. So we're going into the next run of fixtures with two points to make up. You know, that's... We, we can swing two points every week for the next 10 weeks, the way Hines should go. Um, two points is nothing. So, David P, um, what, what should Gio's priority be in the training ground for the next two weeks with the players that he has? For me, uh, and I was thinking the same there, just as, as David T was speaking, our, our foreign correspondent, so there's a balance to be struck between, you know, sending out the team in a structure and letting professional football players do what they're good at. So you cannot prepare for every eventuality. There's there's a time on the pitch where they've just got to use their initiative. You know, obviously we're, we're operating this structure, but if, if the opportunity presents itself, they should have the confidence and, and the ability to exploit that. You know, so if that means kind of stepping out of the, the rigid structure, then then they should have free reign to do that. It shouldn't be, you know, that uh, we're not the, the bloody the Queen's Guard, you know, marching up and down, you know, it's and everyone's got to be in step. There's, we've got to keep this, keep them guessing, you know, be don't be predictable, you know, and, and sometimes I think Ranger sides, you know, it is too structured and, you know, and I mean, the zonal marking just being an, an obvious example where, you know, you're sending guys who, her technical ability is top notch to go out and, and and try and prepare them for for every eventuality. Sometimes it's just instinct, and they just know what to do, and the the level of ability gets them through. So is there a a, a, a danger even that we we overanalyze it? So I mean, there are, you've heard stories in the past where you know Rangers teams when you know in sixties and seventies, and we we didn't really talk tactics. We just we just get out there and trust the guys to do what they're good at. You know, I think Jock Wallace was uh, just discussed, you know, as the guy who didn't, you know, overanalyze the opposition. You know, you would identify kind of key players, but they pretty much trust the guys who are on the pitch to do what they're good at and, and let them go on with it. And if, if that required uh, a change, then then John Gregg was his, was his general on the pitch who would make that adjustment and, and say, right, try more of this, press them the other week, you know, rather than it being, you know, uh, too structured in the, on the training ground and, and in the pre-match talk. So I think it's sometimes you've just got to trust the players because they're, I mean, they're, these guys are uh, top of their trade. Can I just come in there, Colin? Um, see the, I mean, if you're looking at modern football, then virtually the way it's played now is is the danger is on the transition. If you look at the, the goal we scored, uh, the first goal we scored, it was uh, Tav breaking away flying down the wing, getting over, and the, by the way, Cholak timed his run absolutely brilliant. You, you seen him slowing down. There was a player in front of him, I think it might have been Arfield, was in front of him. You seen him slowing down to suit Tav's run, and then he, he was perfect on time to, to put it in the net. But that's the way. But the thing is that if you want to play the way Gio's playing with this horseshoe thing, you're letting 10 players get behind the ball. So your transition period's just gone. And that's that's my big point about it. We've, we've just got to that attack to to our defending to attack. That's just got to be so much quicker if we want to beat teams and, and not get let them get let them get ten players behind the ball every time with this horseshoe thing. So I'm kind of I'm kind of in agreement with bits of both of you. Um, the horseshoe, Davy. Um, the horseshoe is, I know it's very possession-based, but this tactic only works if the players are brave and creative at the right time. 
and there has to be a willingness for the players to be brave and creative, and that's not what we've seen because it's well, yeah, I, I know it's easy to say that you know, Gio doesn't want to take any risks at all. He knows he has to win games, so he knows we have to go forward at some point. I think where we've really struggled is um, a mixture of the attack coming through the midfield and not being brave, creative or clinical at the right time. And I think Terry Bear called it um, in the comments as well that we need more of an attacking threat through the midfield. And that's not just scoring goals or shooting through distance. That's turning and making that pass at the right time. I think Malik Tillman being inconsistent, Scott, uh, Tom Warren's been injured and then Arfield no quite looking his former self and timing being inconsistent. That's probably your three dynamic midfield threats. Um, I think for me the priority has to be that if we're going to, need to stick with this horseshoe transition, we need to make sure that, like as you say, like the transition has to, we need to work in the transition, but we need to we need to be brave when it allows it. We're going to dominate possession with this tactic, so we need to every now and then just look up and believe in ourselves that we can play the ball forward and the person we're playing it to is going to make something of it. Mm. I mean, the number of times, and I, I think I'm not going to have a pop at Ryan Jack, but I suppose I suppose I really am going. Because when <laughs> you when you, the ball is played to Ryan Jack in midfield, what I've noticed, and I think he's possibly the worst culprit, is that, very the only uh, first time ball he will deliver is the ball straight back to whoever passed it to. Often, you know, it will be two or three touches Ryan Jack will take and even change direction. And and before he he's then puts his head up to see where am I I'm making a pass. Whereas I think the better quality midfield players will when they receive the ball will have already identified where the ball is going to go, and and it'll be a one touch. Uh, try, so that gets us immediately up the pitch, you know, and, and do the, maybe not the unexpected, but, but certainly more varied. When Ryan Jack gets the ball in midfield, it's you know it's going to be two or three touches. He'll do a couple of wee twirls and then he'll roll it out to the right. And, and I'm thinking, do you know what? The, you must be, I don't know, so easy to play against, but certainly easier because you know his first touch isn't going to be a killer ball. So there's no one closing them down. They'll just they'll be quite happily sit three or four yards off him, knowing that he's going to take two or three punches. Have a look back before he then turns, and then they're on to him, you know. So, and I've, and it's that pace which which we need to inject into our midfield. Whereas we're you know as David just mentioned, getting the ball up the, the the pitch a lot quicker. And when someone's and I thought Leipzig were particularly good at this. I know we ended up cuffing them, but see when the ball is played to someone in the midfield, that they, they will sometimes play a pass to midfield, knowing that the, the guy who's on the right wing or the left wing is the ultimate recipient of the ball. So they're only using him as a wall pass, really, putting it to someone who's then going to ping it to the guy who's on the move rather than making it a direct pass. They were really good at it. And and we need more things like that to keep them chasing us about, whereas a lot of the game yesterday, you know, as we've already spoke about, they're in a big wall in front of us, right, see if you can get past us, and we end up doing the, the shelly-shelly across, trying to probe them, get through. We ended up creating some chances, ultimately we, we didn't take enough of them, but if we've got them on their back heels, you know, get, get them turning, you know, they should, they're playing too much of the game away, facing away from their goal, we want them to be, uh, I mean, much like the goal against Napoli, when that guy bursts through and then the Rangers defenders Rangers defenders realise they're in a race for the ball and then that's when the, the, the penalty happened. We, not often enough do we actually get them turning as defenders. Too often it's all just pushing it out, pushing it out. We need to we speed the whole thing up. It's. Uh, I know it's easy to say and it's difficult to do, but it's something we, we should be working on. And and when you know players who are fit are back, I'm sure we'll have more options. So the magic word there is is movement. You you said right the exact word. We don't have enough movement in the team. It, mm. It's far too static, and that yeah. that's that's for me. When you when you've not got the movement, you've not got a transition. So that it, it, it comes all into the same pattern. Yeah. I mean, and. and I mean, I only played football ever at Hamlet level. We, uh, 
And even there, we were saying, you know, what your job is when you, your teammates got the ball is to, is to make yourself available. Give him the easiest pass you, you can by get, changing angles, moving into a space, finding somewhere where it's easy for him to pass the ball to you so that you uh, were make, taking the thing forward. So, uh, some, I mean, they're, they're professional football players and they're very good professional football players. So just a wee bit more confidence, I think. And yesterday was maybe not the best example of, because you could see that, that the longer the game went on, the more the players went into their shell and thinking, we had better not fuck this up. You know, we've had three straight defeats. If, if this result goes against us, it's going to be horrible. So I think they saw... They kind of did their best to avoid that scenario, which they did in the end, thank God. So maybe I'm being a wee bit too hard on them, but we got the three points. So. And there's the something, biggest, something to be said for that. The biggest showing of fear was against Ajax for me, because if, if you give good players five, six yards of room to, to receive the ball every time, they're going to look good. And we we yeah. just gave them that. Colin, will you want to come in at this? <laughs> I'm just enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying the voice <laughs> trying away in the comments and enjoying you trying away. Um, and, you know, the, in the comments for um, bless them between them, that's how I work out how many we got injured. I think we got uh, Davis, obviously, he's bagged and no fail of that. We got Ruth Hollander, Lauren Suter, Hadji, you know, remember that when we're, it's ironic when we're talking about creativity in the midfield and we've got Yanis Hadji's not going to be back till after the World Cup. Um, just on that, Gio was at his best conference and I find the most likely um, imminent return um, will be Tom Lawrence, but even that won't be, he won't be that imminent. Um, hopefully we do see over the next couple of weeks, Ben Davies, you know, getting up to full fitness, release a tavern on some Morelos, um, either getting the rest they need or getting more minutes in and in the training ground to get them back up to full fitness, but um, aye, it's... I mean, I, I think Hadji will be an important return because he has yeah. the Hollywood ball. And mm -hmm. you know, people often say, Oh, there's no pace about Hadji. But when I was uh, getting coached, we were always told the ball will always travel faster than you. So if you can ping it 40 yards, don't run 40 yards, just deliver the ball to the guy. So that, that Hadji, I mean, lack of pace isn't quite the, you know, obviously someone with pace is uh, in the move, moving about faster, but that's, but his uh, ability to pick a pass is, uh, is is probably as good as we've got in, in our squad. So the, the sooner he gets back, the, the better, I would say, for our squad. Vision is a word I think you're looking for, Davey. Yeah, yeah, that's Vision. right. And, yeah, yeah. That's what, David, that's what David has got, isn't he? David sees things that other people don't see as well. Yeah, Steve Davis yeah. is brilliant at it. Brilliant yeah. so, we're approaching now, Mark Jensen. I don't really have a... Um, usually I'll ask to end up with a, a prediction for the next game, but that's two weeks away. Um, instead, I'm going to ask you um, how you see the... How, how you see us bouncing back for this international break and what the priority is? Obviously, we're going to be juggling the League league Cup and the Champions League. Um, so, probably just want a few words for how you've seen the season going between now and now in December, when, or November, I should say, when we wrap up for the World Cup. But um, just before I do come to a wee bit of um, housekeeping uh, for the pod, just letting everybody know international break is on. Um, we are still going to be running our pods every Sunday and Thursday. Um, we're going to do the Sunday-Thursday routine for the next um, next couple of months, by the way. So I think it's been working quite well for the podders and uh, hopefully it works for the listeners as well. Obviously, if you can't catch a live stream, you know, you'll know you get us wherever you get your pods afterwards. But um, we'll, over the international break, we'll cover off any, any Rangers-related news and hopefully we can... Get a few talking points for the players out in international duty. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe Cholak will be um, staying his claim for Ballon d'Or by the end of this break. Um, so, Davey P, how do, you see, how do you see it looking after we return for the international break? Uh, I think we are we should be okay. We've got hopefully more players back from injury and that, that would uh, give us options, give Gio options. 
uh, and Gio continues to explore what his his best option is on with the, the the kit that he has, you know, with the team, the players that he has. So we continue to develop. In terms of the the Champions League, though, you would say having lost the first two matches, you know, it's going to be uh, some climb out of, of that group to uh, get third place because I, I would snap that out of your hand, you know, and kiss you on all four cheeks if we manage to get third group in that group. So, but. We've shown that uh, earlier on in you know last season's European campaign, we could go to these places and and get a result. So and and we seem to rise to the challenge. I think there was uh, the Napoli game. We started that could have gone either way for me, and to, well, right up to the sending off. You know we were well in that. The goal, as David said, the goal in thirty seconds, and it's, it's a completely different evening. But we need to take those chances. And and yesterday showing that you know we, we we're not very sometimes not very good at it in, in terms of taking chances. But I think my concern would be that that's pretty much where we are pre-season and, and before we, we started hoovering up players in that transfer window. We identified from last year lots of possession, creating lots of chances, but we just don't turn that into goals in the amount of possession. So we're pretty much still at that point. We need to work and, and, and do whatever's required to, to make sure that we, we start to convert all that possession, all those chances into goals. If we can do that over the international break, working on it, it's not going to change overnight. We just keep plugging away. But as long as we, uh, as long as we do that, you know, some players back from injury, it, it, it is what it is, you know. So I'm hoping that we will come bursting out the traps. We really need to. I mean, I th- we seem to be addressing the the slow start. Yesterday was a. We know we've said, oh, you know, we, we always, the first half hour, we don't score goals and we, we have all this possession, nothing to show for it. Well, yesterday kind of inverted that, isn't it? Because we did start well and we got the goal in eight minutes and you're thinking, right, yippee, let's go. And it kind of went the other way. You know? So we started and then, and then you know, rather than the, the second half, you know, cavalry charge. So... We just need to keep that for ninety minutes, maybe, and and get more of it. But I'm sure G will be uh, putting in the hours with with his backroom staff trying to to find the solutions for some of these problems. I hope he has it. He had better be. You'll hear from me if he isn't. I've seen your strongly worded letters, and I'm a fan. Um, the only thing I don't like about them is uh, they only come out when things are going wrong for the club. So as much as I love yeah. them, the less we see them, the better. Um. Uh, a shout out to um, check out about the, the ladies game on Tuesday. If you're missing me, if I, I didn't mention that, um, we'll give you an update on that on Thursday night. But the Rangers women, uh, they are playing their Champions League game at Ibrox on Tuesday night. I'm sure it's a 7.30 kickoff. So if you're needing your, your Rangers fix, get yourself along at Ibrox to support the women. Um, Davey T, how do you see the... Um, how do you see it going after we return for the international break? I've said a few times over the last few weeks that like, this is this has been a terrible run of form. These players don't become bad players overnight. The coach doesn't, the the manager doesn't become a poor management team overnight. Um, the guys we've got in, and I think it was just a poor run of form. I don't. I think every season, every team will have a poor run. And I think if we can make sure this was our poor run of form out of the way early and we start believing in ourselves, it's got to be a completely different two months. Well, hopefully players coming back slowly uh, will help us. It, it would be, I mean, I know Roof hasn't been great, and great fitness record, but hopefully if we could get him back, get him a, a run in the team as well. Uh, while Kolak's hitting scoring for fun at the moment, um, it's, it would be great to have an, another couple of strikers fit. Uh, don't forget that Alfie was actually a midfielder converted to a striker, so that's another point to 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 get him into the mid, well midfield, high midfield, let's say strikers midfield. Um, so that's another. So hopefully they they work on that. And and just basically getting, building up your confidence and 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 getting getting the 
the ball forward quicker. That that's uh, the thing for me. And hope Geo tries to try to speed up the midfield uh, some way. I don't know how, but because you've got these players, uh, they're not going to become sprint champions overnight. Although I've always said that uh, any team should really have a sprint coach because that that makes such a difference to to to, to people if they've got a sprint coach. I've always said that. Um, but they're not. We're not going to. We're not going to make these players uh, professional athlete, uh, professional sprinters overnight. So um, probably not at all at the age they are. So, but hopefully, no, no. And I'd like to see Lowry coming back in. I don't know how bad his injury is. I haven't really heard how bad it is. I think it'll be a few weeks until he's back. A few. Is is that the Rangers few weeks? The Rangers ten days. I um, <laughs> apparently John Ross has uh, got to be back next week as well. So we'll wait and see. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but the the prognosis was it was um, a six to eight week layoff as opposed to months. Um, so it was the better the, the better um, type of news than what we were expecting. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd like to see Lowry coming in and getting a getting a a, a place. Well, place a place in the, at least the bench for the the, the beginning, and with, with the, the look to coming into the team. That would be another option, uh, another attacking option that we need, and a bit more speed getting the ball forward. But that, that's that's things I would like to see, and uh, yeah, just that we we get confidence, get we get that winning feeling back, hopefully, because we certainly had lost it. We've certainly lost something anyway, and there's I don't know, there's something not right somewhere in in the high realms of of Rangers at well at the moment. I hope that gets sorted out in the in the next weeks as well, because there's something not right there either. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm not close enough to the to the to the telephone, let's say, but uh, the, the, there's something wrong. Not something wrong in the high realms as well. I hope that gets sorted out quickly. Aye, I love your ambition, David, but it's going to take a lot longer than two weeks to fucking sort out the um, the the border and politics. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I was. David, David can send him an email. Well, in that note, um, I think that's as good a time to wrap it up as any, gents. Um, before we do, a massive thank you to everybody who's listened um, either live or watched live or watching or listening after the fact. Um, we'll be back with you on Thursday. Um, really appreciate everybody watching along. As always, and getting your comments in. Also have to oh, do, uh, sorry, one wee thing. Who, who are Scotland playing? This is a genuine question. Oh, who are Scotland? Oh, let's, uh, is, it, is it not Ukraine? Is it? I've got no oh. idea. I, I know they're playing Ukraine sometime soon, but I, I don't know whether it's the next game. Jeez, you have been podcasting with me for quite a while. You know I don't even prepare notes when talking about Rangers, never mind fucking Scotland. So, um, we are... <laughs> Yeah, Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine, and then the Republic of Ireland. All right. <laughs> okay. Aye. Have we got any players in the squad? Have we got, how many players do we have? Jack and John McLaughlin. Um, Is it? Aye, named in right. the Ukraine and Ireland squad. I presume you meant Scotland there. Aye. John McLaughlin's injured, so he'll we, not be going. We never mentioned McGregor back in the team. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to start praising him. Then he fucking goes on one of his mental spells of dropping the ball again, like we did. Um, but sure, every time I paid him a compliment last season, it was like, oh, I'm going to find the ball in the net. So the less we speak of McGregor, the more his form will be fine. <laughs> but no, no, gents, um, this was just over there. Or so um, we'll call it a night there. Um, David Bott, thank you for joining us as always. Yeah, it's uh, always good, you know, tune things over, matters, Rangers, ace, close to my heart. Uh, I mean, Gre- McGregor yesterday was good. He d- he's, I love Alan McGregor. He's, you see when he does that wee angry man routine, he's, he's brilliant at it, eh? It's worse And Borna, you know, it's, and Borna, I would have to say, he's been playing quite well of late. You know, delivered some cracking balls again yesterday. But he's, uh, <laughs> uh, he seems to have... Uh, Worn on his sights most of the time, but no, McGregor was good. No, but uh, good to be back, Colin, and uh, look forward to uh, you know after the international break, picking things up. We can do this. We're going to do it. And always a pleasure, never a chore, David Thomason. Thanks for coming on, mate. 
Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for the guys that, that have been uh, doing the comments because we've quite a while, quite some some jokes with them, quite some laughs with them. It's really good, and we appreciate it. So thanks, guys. And uh, no, well, hopefully we'll 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 see. We'll be on. Well, you, I don't know what the, the list was on in Thursday, but uh, we'll see. Aye, we all the best. All the best, and. Thank you all for watching once again. Um, enjoy the well-deserved break from from Rangers uh, for the next few few days, and we'll be back to update you on Thursday and anything that's happened. Take care. We are the people. <laughs>